and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat with Mike Geiger, Vice President of Licensure and Certification in Physical Security. And Mike also oversees our corporate facilities here at World Headquarters in Denver, fondly known as the Matadors team. Welcome, Mike. Hey, it's good to be here. Nice to see you, Doug and Grace. Yeah, thanks so much for being here, Mike. I'm so glad we get to talk to you about one of my favorite topics and one of the most beloved parts of the DaVita culture. So we use the term trilogy of care to express our dedication to caring for our patients, caring for our teammates, and caring for our world. And now I think most people would see caring for patients and teammates as as things many healthcare companies have in common. But what I love about DaVita is that we also commit to caring for our world. So Mike, I'd love to hear from you why caring for our world is important to you. Yeah, thanks, Grace. Um, it is something that's really important to me, and I think it, it has a lot to do with uh, a realization of how lucky I have been in my life. So I, I grew up in the inner city of Milwaukee uh, as a child there, and somehow uh, got from an area where there were not a lot of opportunities to having the life that I have today, which I'm really grateful for, and also recognize that while I worked hard to make that happen, I am not the reason why I was able to get to a place where I have the opportunities that I've had. There's been a lot of luck uh, and a lot of opportunities created for me by other people. And I think in like the grand scheme of like the karma piggy bank, (laughs) I I feel like I've had a lot of takes from that bank. And there, there came a time where I was like, I've had a lot of takes and I need to start putting back. It's just a, a, a matter of like fairness and like equity in the universe to start doing a little bit of that giving back. That's awesome, Mike. Say a little bit about, you know, as you think about being of service in the community, how do you decide where to pay it forward, where to to take, you know, give back to that piggy bank? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. And uh, I have not always had the right answer to that. But I think uh, in getting more disciplined about it, for me, there's really three things that need to come together uh, and have an overlap for it to make sense. And the first one is, what am I differentially good at? Like, what do I have a talent or a skill at uh, that makes me valuable to an organization? Uh, The second one is, uh, do I have a love or passion for that organization or that thing that will sustain, you know, once the initial like problem statement gets figured out, like, will I actually have the energy to keep doing it? Uh, And the third one is, does the organization need me and need my help? Hmm. Um, Oftentimes there's like, two of those in place, but not three of them. Mm. Uh, And I think it's really important to kind of pay attention to like, are they all there? And that way you can give your best and the organization can get what they need. Yeah, that's a cool way to think about it. So Mike, could you share a time when you experienced those three? Let's, Let's call it that trifecta. Yeah, the one that comes to mind, I wasn't as intentional about it as I might've been if this had happened today, but it still ended up working out really well. Uh, It turns out all three of those things were there. Uh, and it was um, my first board position on a, a on a school board. And it was a public charter school that ended up going through a difficult stretch of time. And they ended up having some negative publicity and some changes with administration. And a number of board members, almost all of the board members resigned. And so the school that my children went to and loved and that 
I loved and I love the education that my kids were getting there uh, was without leadership and with a whole lot of negative publicity and seemed to be foundering. And uh, that that was a moment where I decided what I'm good at and that's kind of turning things around and building and creating is one of the things I'm differentially good at. That was what this school needed. They didn't have board members because they had resigned and so they were looking for people to get things turned around. So that need was there and then the passion, my, my love for the school and my desire to support that school was also there. And it was easy to get my kids on board because they love their school as well and, and wanted it to be successful. So all three of those elements came together and, and I joined the school board and it was, it was a big project. That school did need a lot of work and it ended up being just an amazing experience for me and my family and my kids and also people that I met through that experience that are now lifelong friends. Wow, that's that's really cool and just want to take a moment and honor you for investing and making a difference. And I'm sure that there's incredible pride in the legacy of what that school is able to do based upon the energy and effort that, that you were able to put in along with others. So that's way cool. In the midst of that, though, it sounds like a lot of work. And then how do you balance? Like, I think that's something that can trip people up in terms of getting engaged in the community is how do I balance my work, my family and personal life with community service. Yeah, it is difficult. And uh, there were times, even as fulfilling as that experience was, there were times where I felt overcommitted and not like I was making sacrifices by missing a kid's sporting event because we were doing a brainstorming session on a Saturday about how we were going to carry forward. So it can become uh, something where you can get overcommitted pretty easily. And that's where I think the importance of buy-in from the people that surround you whether it's professionally or personally, family for most people, that buy-in and understanding of the why you're doing it can help with that. Yeah, it's so unique in your situation because it was directly supporting your family's education. So um, that's an interesting other element to consider is how, how does your service maybe include, you know, in this concept that we have of aligning. That's, that's way cool. Yeah, I, it is. And I, I just, I think it's really important when we think about our capacity to do things too. The unique position that many of us have, if you're in a place like DaVita, where the whole person and what you do inside of your profession and outside of your profession can be accepted by the organization and even encouraged, I think that supportive environment through DaVita can create a lot of the atmosphere to allow people to engage in their community. And I definitely felt that during that time that I was taking extra time uh, on my nights and weekends to to help support that cause, that that was something that was fully supported here as well as with my family. Yeah, I, I have felt that since I've been at DaVita as well with that trilogy of care. And I know sometimes um, organizations will say things, but they don't always follow through or do things. And you wonder, is it real? And here, certainly caring for our teammates, caring for our patients, caring for our world is, is something that I see come to life all the time. So uh, thanks, thanks for sharing your story around it. And uh, I, speaking of stories, I would like to hear a little bit about the other side of it, which is, you know, is there a time when you did stumble at this and caring for our world and didn't quite find the right balance that you were talking about? Yeah, I think that's definitely happened. I've tried to get better at it. There have been times where I missed an event because of doing something with a, a charity where I felt maybe a little resentful that mm. I had like done that to myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, why, why did I do this? I, I just made it really hard to fulfill this other commitment that I have. And oftentimes that commitment ends up being family, right? Mm-hmm. So we have deadlines at work. We feel committed that we're going to do those things and we're going to get them done. When you make a voluntary commitment to work for a charity or a nonprofit, feels like you have to do that. So the brunt of the displaced time often is the family. And so those moments when I've realized like, shoot, I overcommitted because I didn't think through long-term what the time requirements are going to be or how things might overlap. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a spot where I didn't leave myself the time that I need to be where I really need to be, uh, which oftentimes is that family commitment. So I've had that happen before and been missing a graduation dinner and going, oh, I should have known that this was going to happen. So I think the lesson there is is not to say no to the opportunities, but like if you're considering whether to do something or not, to look at what does this thing really take time-wise to do it well, not to do a resume builder like I'm I'm involved with this organization and you can put it down on a piece of paper, um, but to really make a difference so that it's a win for the organization and it's a win for you uh, and to be realistic about what that takes. That is a great lesson. Pivoting a little bit, Mike, you've talked about the ways that you've been of service and they sound like sitting on boards. They, they sound like fairly sizable commitments and engagements. And I'm wondering if you could like think about and share with us at more of a micro level, just giving our listeners a way, how could they dip their toes into being of service without necessarily having to, to take that big commitment? Yeah, it's a great point. And, and I've done both. So there are the board positions and, and leadership roles, those can be pretty time intensive. And they are oftentimes over an extended period of time, like you're signing up for a two or three year commitment. And that can seem really scary. Because who knows what your life's going to be like in two years, and you don't want to walk away from an organization that's counting on you. So I'd say a, an, a step that you can take before jumping all the way in is to just do basic volunteering. So the same, what are the three things they still apply? Like try to find that overlap of passion and talent and need. But for me, an example would be, I love the outdoors. Um, I I developed a love of outdoors when I was a small kid in the city and my grandfather would take me out on fishing trips and it was, it became my safe place. Mm. Um, And it, it kept me out of a lot of trouble. So Mike, I cannot imagine you getting into trouble. What are you talking about? Great. You, you, <laughs> the sarcasm tells me you know it, but I was a very mischievous boy and I was oh in a my. place where you could get into a lot of trouble and there was a lot of difficult influences. And yeah. finding a love in the outdoors that I could engage with kept me out of a lot of trouble. Um and so I had that, that was one of the things that came to me, the, uh, you know, it's a karmic thing that was a gift to me that not everyone has. Uh, and so I look at getting outdoors and helping inner city kids or kids that don't have access to the outdoors get out and do things. And I look at, what do I love? Well, I, I love whitewater rafting. Uh, and there are other organizations that, that will take kids that don't have access to the outdoors, either because of money or access or whatever it is. There's no mm-hmm. family history of doing those things. Um, but they'll get kids out into the outdoors and the mountains and the rivers that I love. And so instead of volunteering on a board, I may just take a Saturday and go take kids out rafting. As part mm-hmm. of a group, I my job is to sit on the boat, make sure everyone gets down the river safely, give them a bunch of squirt guns, and make sure everyone has a good time. And, and those kids then get exposure to the outdoors that I love. I'm enjoying it. They're enjoying it. Uh, and it's a win all around. And there's no giant time commitment. 
it's just a it's just a day or a half day uh, where you get to have fun helping other people to have an experience that will give them a better life. That's really beautiful. I and and I joke about the getting in trouble thing because uh, honestly, it is so true. You never know what one day or one hour of time where you can divert um, someone's attention to something that they may not have ever been exposed to before can change their lives or can uh, keep them um, focused on on certain things that will actually be really helpful for them in the future. So thank you uh, for, for doing that. And also thanks for giving an example so that other people might be able to consider some of these more micro um, opportunities to, to care for our world. So with that, I would love to hear how you have incorporated caring for our world in your leadership here at DeVita. Yeah, I think probably the way that I most incorporate it is by just being transparent and open about uh, the things that I am interested in doing in the caring for your world space and encouraging the people that I come into contact with to like consider that for themselves or even to provide a little bit of guidance about something that worked or didn't work for me that they might be able to incorporate as they figure out how they want to undertake caring for the world. This is really helpful for me to be involved with Bridge of Life. It was founded by Davida, and it creates a whole lot of service opportunities for Davida teammates, uh, which I've definitely taken advantage of. So we've done uh, counting and packing uh, pills for missions. Uh, we've done, obviously, the the past Move It With Purpose and, and Tour Davidas to raise funds there. Uh, and I did recently get a chance to uh, do a trip to Guatemala as well with some teammates that I've worked with here at Davida. And so those experiences have all been really great and just a shameless plug for Bridge of Life. Well, Mike, since you brought up Bridge of Life, um, uh, we have talked about Bridge of Life a couple times through this, ep- uh, this podcast series. So could you just share again with our listeners, what is Bridge of Life? What does Bridge of Life do? Yeah, so Bridge of Life uh, has a, a pretty long history with Davida, and it initially started off with both domestic screening programs, screening for chronic kidney disease, uh, as well as an international component where we create uh, dialysis capacity by helping partner organizations set up actual dialysis clinics and doing chronic disease screening and treatment uh, in developing countries. So the the program now is mostly on the international side with uh, the domestic screening being a smaller component. Uh, that's something that we're evaluating whether we would open that up again. But right now, it's mostly it's international medical missions. Uh, and I'm personally really excited about one that we have in Guatemala where we're actually helping to set up PD rooms for children. So oh, wow. the transportation is a major issue on developing countries. And if you need dialysis treatment, uh, your trip to the nearest dialysis center, especially if you need a pediatric one, it could be many hours and you spend most of your day just getting back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. So the the home PD buildings that we're creating allow that that travel time to be gotten back so kids can go to school. Wow. Uh, and it's also a prerequisite to get on the list for transplantation. So uh, if, if those kids are to have any hope of getting a transplant, uh, having a successful PD option is really important to them. Amazing. I mean, uh, I'm, it's great to hear you talk and I can't like, thank you for your service in the world. The world is different because of the service that you've provided. So thank you, Mike, for all you're doing out there. And it just helps me also reconnect to the fulfillment I've known I've gotten when I've been of service and has me curiously considering where can I be of more service. So 
Thanks so it worked, for, Mike. Yeah, right? Like, well, it is It is a really good feel-good. I mean, all, the service to the world is something that comes back. You you feel it. The fulfillment in your life from doing these things is worth the time and energy. Yeah. We end all of our episodes by talking and inviting our guests to share a practical, tactical tip that they could take right away so would you be willing to share one that you would uh, encourage our listeners to go out and do and care for our world? Yeah, I'm going to give a really basic one that's going to seem like too obvious to be worth mentioning, but I actually think it's a great starting point. And that is just calendar yourself 15 minutes or a half an hour to actually think about at least two of those legs. What are you specifically really good at, differentially talented at, and what are you really passionate about? so that you can kind of catalog what it is that you have to offer and then start looking for where there might be a need for those things. Love it. Thanks so much, Mike, for being on the podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure. You guys, um, thank you so much for asking me to do the podcast. I I had a chance to listen to a number of podcasts kind of to get the sense of what the flow was like. And you guys are giving a real gift to the village and the teammates at the village, as well as all the people who are outside of DeVita who might be listening to this. And I can tell it's a real labor of love for you both. And I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. We knew there was a reason we asked you to come on this podcast. (laughs) You 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 just want to get shined up. Well, thank you so much, Mike. You bet. Thank you so much. That was a great discussion with Mike. I loved his tip at the end to schedule 15 minutes of dedicated time to figure out the community impact that you want to pursue. Completely agree, Doug. Loved that episode. And um, speaking of tips, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last uh, episode with Gordon, our boss, boss, (laughs) on the power of learning. It's like his new title. He's just our boss. I'm sure he's appreciating how many times (laughs) we're saying our boss. (laughs) Totally. Uh, So on the power of learning, his tip at the end was a two-parter for teammates to actively commit to one thing they'd like to learn and be open to the invitation to change. And then for leaders, same tip, plus... Uh, share this tip with a teammate and inspire and support their efforts to change. So, Doug, I How did it go? I really enjoyed uh, applying this tip because one of the things that I really wanted to learn more about was around um, diversity and belonging. It's a passion of mine, and I I wanted to be able to actively commit to learning more. So, I signed up for our latest Davida University program, or our newest Davida University program for leaders, Davida Way of Belonging, and I was able to uh, to learn more about how I could create a culture of belonging as a leader, and it was a really powerful program. I'm not just saying that because you helped facilitate it, Doug. <laughs> I, I really, truly uh, enjoyed it. It it uh, met my commitment, and I it also opened the door for how much more. Um, I can learn on the topic and and how I can be open to that invitation to change. Thank you so much for sharing, Grace. And yeah, that is uh, that program is a passion of mine, and I'm really deeply honored and grateful to be able to be a part of the faculty team. So, um, for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. So please check out our show notes and click on that listener mail link 
To find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to our new DaVita Power of Women podcast while you're at it. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please do rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. One for all. And all for one. All for one.